Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. October, we've been in this thought several weeks with this idea of shift. Everybody say shift. Now, I want to give you this message this morning, and this is the third time I'm going to try to preach it, and I think I'm going to be able to get to it today. Unless Bethany keeps singing that, I'm going to, I'm going to, but go ahead and say this with me. The key is to shift. The key is to shift. Now, this is part two, but it may be really part four. I don't know. But we're moving from if to them. And the if is in the shift, but he is in the then. Keep that in your heart this morning. So as we get started, let's say a declaration of the word this morning like we mean it. Are you ready? I believe this is the word of God. I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. We've been talking about this this word shift, but I want to break it down just a, a little bit this morning. And, and let's look at this intentionally today. This this word shift, the, the verb for shift means to move or cause to move from one place to another, especially over a small distance. Someone say that, a small distance. Here it is as a noun. It's a, it's a slight change in position, direction, or tendency. A, a lot of times we think uh, when we're talking about this shift that we want to do a 180. I don't want to do a 180. I just need to do a little shifting right right here. I need to move just a, a little bit this way to, to get back on course. Uh, God is wanting to shift us. Uh, he's not, uh, how many's already been on that 180? You were in darkness, but now you're in light. Amen. Uh, I've been saved from my sins, but on this uh, this course is sometimes that the, the winds, the storms come in and blow me a little bit this direction, and I need to shift back to where I'm, I'm supposed to be. Amen. Is anybody with me on this? Uh, it's not a great move. Uh, it's not a long distance. Uh, it's a slight change. Uh, how many is ready for a slight change? Uh, you already came in with a heart of worship, but you realize I can shift just a little bit more. Uh, I can move just a little bit more into the presence of God. Is anybody ready to shift this morning? Uh, are you ready for just a little bit more change, uh, a little bit more of a, uh, of a correction? I want to be on the right path completely. I'm heading in the right direction, but I'm not right on on course. Lord, help us stay right on course with you. I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to shift me. I'm ready to hear what he's wanting to do. Look at this, this idea. Are we looking for revival versus experiencing revival? Do you, do you see the difference there? We've been praying a lot, looking for revival. I'm tired of looking for revival. I want to experience revival. I want to move from the if to the then, and, and he is in the then. And, and so you've got to catch this this morning. 
when God was preparing my heart with this message many weeks ago, and, and I began to, to pray about this, and he gave me this phrase that the key is to shift. My mind went to the keyboard. If you look at that right there, the, everything looking for revival is in lowercase. But if you do something on the keyboard and, and you hold down the shift key, everything becomes bold. It becomes capitalized. I don't want to just stay in the lowercase. I want to go to the uppercase. I want God to give us, and I want to experience revival. Bible. So here's how God brings confirmation through this whole season of this. And since beginning of October, there's been confirmation in the word of knowledge and word of wisdom. There's been dreams and then we're finding out what those dreams mean. God is in the shift. I want to let you know that he's moving. If we move, then he's going to move. And so Lord, we're open to hear what you're saying for just another way of confirmation. My daughter, Natalia was working on a project the same day I was working on this. It was a project with photography. She had about 200 pictures that she was editing and she was going to give to someone. And so she needed to move it from one place, one uh, uh, drive to another drive to be able to hand it off. And, and she was having trouble. She was moving them. She goes, Dad, I had a hard time. I, I couldn't get them grouped together. I had to move them one by one. How many knows that's tedious? Uh, that gets frustrating. Anybody ever been frustrated before? And then you find out if you shift just a little bit, things get easier. I said to her, do you realize if you would hold down the shift key that you could uh, copy all those at the same time? Because I found that out later. And I then I said, I've got to show you something. I turned my screen around because I was working on that right then. And she saw the key is to shift. I want to let you know that God has already ordained this. I'm not saying he made her have a frustration with that. But God used the most, that moment right there to let us know that we need to shift sometimes to make it to, to get where he wants us to go. So are you ready to get into the scripture now? If you have your outline, try to fill this in. And, and I want you to hear this first one. Let the word shift you. Say that with me. Let the word shift you. We're going to go into Luke chapter 5 this morning. Let the word of God shift you. Is that going to come up or is it we frozen? Next slide if we can. Is it is it working? It's, okay, we're not in sync, but that's okay. I'm going to let you guys see. Pray for our, our technology. Something's getting in it, and we're not always in sync right here, but I'm trusting the Lord is the day. Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray against that. You know, the, the, this day that we're in, the technology, we need it, but it gets frustrating sometimes, and, and we're working through stuff. And so you see something behind me that I don't see, and I see something different that you don't see. And so I'm going to look at my iPad, but I'm trusting this. God, we know that you can straighten all these things out uh, because we want to we want to give the message in clarity. We want to we want it to be able to be received online and in-house, Lord, what you're wanting to say to us. And so, God, we pray, take control of this technology. So everyone who's watching, everyone who's hearing is able to receive. We made a declaration that we want to receive. And so we pray against any hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 is the calling of the disciples. You'll find this story also in Matthew chapter 4 and you'll find it in Mark chapter 1. In the Mark and Luke or Mark and Matthew account is very short uh, and this account goes in a little bit more detail and I, I want you to hear this uh, with this idea of shifting. So it was as the multitude passed about him or pressed about him, this is Jesus around him, to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. 
Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, who is also Peter, and he asked him to put out it out a little ways from the land. And he sat down and he taught the multitudes from the boat. Now let me give you a little bit of this context. This is not the first time that the multitude or, or some people started hearing Jesus. Uh, if you remember in Luke chapter 4, Jesus proclaimed in the synagogue that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news. How many recalls that? To, to bring healing. Amen. And so now his fame is starting right there and some people are gathering to hear what Jesus has to say. The disciples who are going to be called are there on the scene and Jesus asked them, so will you let me get in your boat. So they already had to see something in Jesus because I don't think they're just going to let a stranger get in her boat to go out a little bit farther so he can talk. And, and so there's something intriguing about Jesus already that the disciples, especially Peter, James, and John, and Andrew saw. And so they decided to let Jesus get into the boat, which was Simon's boat. And they got out of sight and they begin to hear Jesus preach and teach. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Let the word shift you this morning. I want to let you know this scene, what was going on. Uh, Jesus just sitting in the boat and said, now cast out again. He preached the word first. And, and something about preaching the word got into them to listen to what Jesus was saying to do. We've already been doing this all night long. We don't want to. We've already cleaned up the nets. We don't want to go back out there again, but they heard the preaching of the word and something got into them and something started shifting in them and they needed to make a decision if they were going to follow the shifting. They were ready to do something else. And so they got in and they let Jesus speak to them and they went out and obeyed. So here's what happens in verse six. And when they had done this, when they had obeyed, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. It was so abundant that the net was breaking. Listen, the shift can cause the breaking. Someone say that with me this morning. The shift can cause the breaking. Are you ready for a shift this morning? Are you, let me hear you. Are you ready for the shift this morning? How many is willing to shift right now? Those who raise your hand, are you, are you ready to shift? Are you really ready to shift? Okay, everybody stand up. If you are able, shift by switching sides right now. Go ahead. Find a new seat. Go ahead right now. I know you're like, this is different. Go ahead. And I'm going to go ahead and throw out to you the way that you do this, the heart that you have behind this determines the blessing or not. If you don't want to shift, you may not receive the blessing. If the disciples didn't cast out their net, if they just said, we've been doing this all night, I'm not willing to shift, they would have messed out on the catch and their nets wouldn't begin to break. But I want to let you know when we begin to shift, when we begin to do something a little bit different outside our norm, just because it's what God is moving at this time, it may not be comfortable. But I'm willing to listen to the Lord right now. God, what are you saying? I, I want the net to begin to break. You've got to hold on to this phrase. In this scene, the net begin to break. But there's going to be another scene, and you'll see that in just a moment. The shift can cause the breaking. Say that again. The shift can cause the breaking. So here's what happened. So they signal to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. Go ahead and say to your partner next to you, I need some help. I can't do this by myself. 
yourself, uh, we need some help here. Uh, you might need to help your neighbor that, that wasn't able to shift. You're like, it's okay. Stay with us in the boat. Uh, you may need to help encourage somebody. Come on over with me. Uh, if you want to move again later on, you can. Just be willing to shift. Uh, and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need a partner in this. Uh, I need the Holy Spirit, but I need my brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, how many is going to lean on each other during this time? Uh, saying, I'm not in this by myself, but, but I know that God has a plan for us and we're in this together. And so they needed, a, they needed help and they signaled to their partners, come and help him. And they came and they filled the boats so that they began to sink. The, the situation seemed to get a little bit worse. The, the nets were breaking, but there's so much that they begin to sink. How many's ready for a sinking? How many's ready for an overflow? How many is ready for an abundance? It's because we are listening to the voice of God. We're listening to what the word of God is saying. We're willing to shift. What would have happened if they didn't take the boats out again? What would have happened if they didn't cast their nets again? They would have missed out. They would have had empty nets instead of broken nets. But God, we want to be in obedience to you. And you want to give us full nets of breaking at the, at some times where it feels like we can't handle it. But I'm ready for the pressing in. Amen. The shift results in deeper following. Here's the response of this. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. Oh Lord. How many can go ahead and say that? I'm a, I was a sinful man. I was a sinful woman until I got a hold of, of you and you got a hold of me and until I confessed my sins. I, I realized I, I don't belong in this boat. None of us belong in this building, but Jesus went ahead and, and did something in our lives. He says, I'm going to change you and transform you. And when you couldn't go in because of your sin, I want you to come in and press in. I want you to come and lay your sins at the altar. I'm going to change you. Amen. Hallelujah. So you got to help me out. I'm getting used to this crowd too, because I know where you all sit. And, 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 and I have certain places that I look at, and it's just where my eyes go. And, and some of you go, if you get stared at today, it's not because you're sitting there. It's because that's where I normally look. So sister Denise, I'm sorry. That's, but you got my vision right there. Uh, uh, Matt, I'm sorry. My eyes go right over there. You, and, and, and so you guys just have to realize I'm not staring you down. I'm just going back to my comfort zone too. But when Jesus, uh, he, when Jesus, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus knees. Lord, help Help us keep falling down at your feet. Hallelujah. And this is where the the shift is uh, results in a deeper following. For he says in verse 9, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John and the sons of Zebedee, who were the partners with Simon. And Jesus said to them, Simon, do not be afraid. Someone needs to take care of that right now. Lord, help me with my fear. If we try this, what will happen? If we do that, what will happen? If we're willing to shift, what will happen? God, I want to take away all all that fear. I want to give it to you. And Lord, I want to follow what you're saying. Don't be afraid what's happening because I want to pour out an abundance to you. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid for now on you will catch men. Here's how Matthew and Mark said it. And Jesus said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. 
this is the call. This is what changes because I realize in this shifting, in this deeper following, it's not just about me and my walk with him, but in this deeper following, it's about me catching other men for Jesus Christ. It's about me sharing the gospel and the truth to let people who, who are down in darkness, uh, who are bound up in sin, be released and set free and have a new path to heaven. Amen. So this deeper following is happens when we shift with Jesus, when he says, do this instead of that, do it again. If you've already done it once, uh, don't give up, don't hang up your nets, get them ready again because God wants to pour out a blessing and he's got more fish for us to catch. Amen. How many believes that in Jesus mighty name? Verse 11 says, so when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. They left it all behind. Are you ready to leave it all behind? To move forward, you gotta leave things behind. They left their, they left their jobs. This is where they, now here's the thing. God just blessed them tremendously with a great catch. You would think they're like, oh, wow, we've got a new connection. We can go out fishing again next week, and I'm going to believe it's going to happen again. No, God was just preparing them for a new season. He gave them the provision that they needed to move forward. They had the faith to obey. How many knows when you move forward in the Lord, you can't wait first to get the provision ahead of time. You've got to do the shifting beforehand. You've got to be willing to say, I'm going to step out when I don't see it. And as I step out, I believe the Lord's going to provide it, but I only can do that when the Lord Lord is saying it. Make sure you're listening to the voice of God and not to other voices. But when you know that God is saying, we know that Jesus is moving, you've got to follow after that. And when you do, he will provide for you. How many believe that God still provides for us today? We're not, we're not just walking by faith. We're walking out our faith. And we know that God is going to provide when we're faithful to him. I'm willing to listen to the voice of the Lord. When he says, do this, I'm going to do that. When he says, do this, I'm going to follow after him. Even when it doesn't make sense, if I know it's a voice of God and I have confirmation, God, I can't see what you're doing. We've already fished in that pond. We've already gotten tired. We're ready to kind of rest, but you're telling us to go back again. I'm going to go ahead and get my net ready and I'm going to lay it out on the other side. And I believe a miracle is on his way. Hallelujah. So I want you to hear this. Respond to the shift again. Respond to the shift again. I want to take you now to John chapter 21. The scene that we just looked at was when the disciples were called. This was at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. When we get to John chapter 21, this is after the death, the burial, the resurrection, and, and, and he's out of the grave now. This is after Jesus was crucified, and now he's meeting up with the dis- disciples again. This is after they saw him in the upper room when he breathed on them. This is another scene, though, that they're out fishing. Let me set this up. Uh, they need to respond to the shift again. In, in John chapter 21, verse 1, it says, this. And after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of the disciples were together. 
Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. This is after the resurrection of Christ. They've already seen Jesus again, but then Jesus came into that room. Remember, we preached on that not too long ago. He showed up, breathed on them, he left again, and then now they're left in this, they're left alone. Like, what are we still supposed to do? They, they don't know what to do. We're supposed to wait for this promise, but I, I don't know how to do this. And, and he started getting back in the flesh. Anybody ever been there before and done that? Uh, you've had a spiritual moment, but the next day you got into your flesh again and you started thinking carnally again and you started doubting again you started wondering again you need to respond to the shift again you've got to be ready to hear the spirit of God and so this is their attitude I'm just going to go fishing again and how many knows it only takes one to grab others to go along with them and so uh, when Peter got discouraged he discouraged some others and they follow along we're going to go with you too and so they went out and they began to, to fish all night long but they caught what say with me nothing but when the morning had come, how many knows that there is mercies in morning? There's new mercies every day. Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And then Jesus said out to them, children, have you have any food? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some they didn't know it was jesus but the word started sounding familiar they had to make a decision are we willing to listen to that voice again are we willing to try so i remember this scene about three years ago we were in a boat and we didn't catch anything and and this voice i heard said uh, cast out into the deep and when we did the the nets begin to break uh, do you, you think that conversation was happening at least it was going in their mind uh, i remember our boats begin to sink this voice sounds familiar even though i don't know as him something sounds familiar about this uh, and i'm willing to respond to shifting again again and so when they did they cast it down and they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish you've got to hear this this morning the result the shift results in a solution that supersedes my situation someone say that with me the shift results in a solution that supersedes my situation even when you've been fishing all night long when you begin to shift there's a solution that God has for your problem and it supersedes anything that you're going through when we listen to God because the because the moving we're moving from if to then he is in the then when we move Lord help us the, the shift results in a solution that supersedes my situation then as soon as they had come to the land they saw a fire of coal there and fish and bread laid on it have you caught anything do you have any food? No. Go ahead and cast your net out on the other side. And they did, and their boat began to get heavy again. The net began to strain, but this time it didn't break. When they get to the to the land, they saw that Jesus was already there. They begin to recognize him, and there was fish and bread already being prepared. But listen to what he says. Verse 10. Bring some of the fish which you have just caught he's our provider but he also wants us to join with him and bring back the provision are you willing 
Some of us don't have the provision because we're not willing to cast out the second time. You're missing out on a blessing and the obedience to listen to the voice of God. But he says, once I've blessed you, I want you to add it to what I have. And we're going to use this for the kingdom of God. He could just have gave enough bread and fish right there to feed them all. But he had a little. But he says, I want to give this to you. But I want you to add to this. This is not just God doing everything for us. How many knows that he called us to be servants of the kingdom, to be workers of the kingdom? We're not just to sit back to get fat on the word, but we are to give out the word. We're supposed to be workers in the kingdom of God. We have a past. We're supposed to follow him and make other and find those who are in lost and in darkness. And we are to share the word of God. How many knows that working for the kingdom of God, it takes work. It takes strength. It takes energy. And you can't just do it in yourself. You've got to let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. But it takes work. It's not just a Sunday morning experience. I know that we want to give our very all in worship. We want to give our very all in praise and it takes a little bit of energy to switch sides. I get all that, but it's more than just a Sunday morning experience. I've got to give it to him on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. I've got to find a prayer meeting to get with. I need to get with a small group and be discipled. I've got to grow in him. Lord, we need to press in because you want to use us for the kingdom of God. You don't want us just sitting back and listening, but you want us sharing. It may come in different forms. Some of you don't have the the gift of speaking out loud in front of groups. That's okay. But you can write a card and and we're going to have a card ministry here to send out not just to those who miss church. We're going to send them out to to churches who need to to hear that we're praying for them. How many knows that we can pray for other churches and other pastors in our state, in our movement, in our city and we want to be a blessing and God is going to honor those things. So there's going to be a place for all of us to serve the kingdom of God. And so Lord we want to ask you help us oh God. Tell us where you want to cast our nets again. Even if we did it 20 years ago. Is it something you want us to do now? We're ready for older things and we're ready for new things. I want to listen to the voice of God. Amen. He says, bring your fish, your fish to me. Then Simon Peter went up and he dragged the net to land full of large fish, 153. And although there was so many, the net was not broken. Now listen, in the first scene, the net broke. This is their first encounter with Jesus seeing this this miracle that he was doing there. This is a, his first encounter, one of their first encounters with him. And, and he wanted to show them, I'm full of it, but I'm going to give you the overflow to the breaking. But after this, I want to let you know that you can able to bring him in and you won't be broken. He's going to sustain us. We talk about the breaking, but there's different ways. We've got to get it in the right context. In this way, he wants us to know that he wants to fill us without breaking us. He wants to fill us so that we can be, that we can end up using it and adding it to what he already has. We've got to be willing to, to give it back to him, but he's not going to put more on us that we can't bear. It may get tight. It may get hard, but if we will listen to him, he'll give us ways. He'll give us wisdom and how to handle every situation. When there's not a teacher, he'll find us a way to have a teacher. If there's not a nursery worker, he'll find us a way. When there's abundance of children, how many wants to see abundance of children in this place? So we got to trust the Lord. We need your help, oh God. Give us wisdom. But that means some of you may have to shift. That means some of you may have to do something a little bit different. Are you willing to shift? I'm not going to move you again. <laughs> I know you're afraid to raise your hands, right? 
But Lord, help us. We surrender to you because I want to see the abundance. I want to see it pressing where it's full, look like it's going to break, but he's not going to let it break. He's going to help us find another way. He's going to help us have some partners. Will you help us drag it in? We can't do it by ourselves. We need some partners. There may be some other churches that we need a partner with to help us. And there's other ministries in this state. Lord, help us be wise and learn. We can't do it all. We may not be able to have all the programs, but we can connect with the right church. They have this program going on right now. Will you help us help them by us sending them to you to help them because they need help? Anybody know somebody that needs some help? I know that God can deliver us and set us free right here, but we need to be in union and in connection with other people, helping people in their place of need. Lord, help us in this this morning. So are you ready to do the Bible? This week, I want you to read Matthew chapter 14. I want you to commit. Sometimes we pray, sometimes we declare. But I want you to commit. Say commit. This is the commitment. Lord, I will listen to your word and I will shift my thinking, my reactions, and my action to align with your word, producing a solution that supersedes my situation. I know that's a mouthful, but someone try to read it with me. Lord, I will listen to your word and I will shift my thinking, my reactions and my action to align with your word, producing a solution that supersedes my situation. I know there's a typo there. You can fix it later. It's a solution that supersedes my situation. So let's go to Matthew for just a moment. When Jesus heard it, he departed there by boat to a deserted place by himself. What did he hear? He just got the news of his cousin, John the Baptist, being beheaded. Heavy, isn't it? How does he work through that? He went out to be alone. But when the multitudes heard it, They followed him on foot from the city. They still wanted to get close to Jesus. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them. Lord, help us have that heart. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, no matter what struggles that we have or or the pressure that's on us, Lord, let our hearts always have compassion for the others. That you can minister to us and through us to minister to them. Lord, let me never get so cold, so hurt, so hard that I can't have compassion for someone else. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to shut you up. He wants to bind you up. He wants you to be ineffective. But if you will let the Spirit of God move on you... No matter what you're facing, no matter how hard the trial is, God will bring you through. And that happens when we say, Lord, I want to be a person of compassion. And here's what happened. He had compassion for them and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, because this is a great multitude of people following after him. And there's a lot of healing that needed to take place. And Jesus spent time taking time with them. And now it became evening. He says, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. 
But Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And he said to them, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. How many knows that God can do a lot of miracles with fish and bread? (laughs) If we're willing to keep bringing it. If we're willing to keep, hey, do you remember the, the first time that we were, that you were kind of with me and, and I got in your boat and you didn't have any fish at all and I asked you to cast your net out onto the other side and you didn't just have a, a couple fish, but the net began to break. Do you not think that I can, who can give you something out of nothing, take this and make it a meal for everyone? We've got to have our faith in Jesus Christ. When he says do, we do because he has a, a way, uh, the miracle working Jesus is able to change a situation that supersedes what's going on in your life right now. And he says, bring these to me. So they ate all and they were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remain. And now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. I know you've heard these stories. But I get so excited. There's a joy that springs up when I really realize what's taking place. How many believes that happened? How many believes that that those uh, uh, around the, the table began to have some joy when they were sitting down? Uh, they were hungry. Anybody got joy when you were hungry and someone gave you something to eat? Uh, and I'm letting you know right now that they were not just fed uh, physically, but they were fed spiritually. But God doesn't want someone just to be fed spiritually. He wants to meet our needs. Uh, and that happens through the body of Christ, who is the church. Uh, and there's time we're going to meet needs of other people, uh, that we're going to bless other people, and we're going to bless missionaries. And we're going to bless Mission Project. I can't wait to tell you about some well drilling that we're going to do next year in Nicaragua. There's going to be some wells that we're going to be able to be a part of. So get ready. Get your checkbook ready. Bring it back to God. He's going to bless you, but you got to bring it back to him so it'll be used. How many knows that God wants to multiply, that God's going to do something? And as we give out, he's going to give in, not just here, but in your homes. He's going to bless you. As our praise team comes back, uh, my mind goes to this place right here. I believe around those camps, uh, about 5,000 men, that doesn't count the women and children. Some estimate there could be as much as 20,000 people around that break them out in 50s. And and there was enough food to feed them all and they had leftovers. How much joy do you think was in that camp that day? Uh, How much joy do you think was taking place uh, in that uh, in that arena where they were at? Because they were being filled with the word of God and they were being filled with the blessings of God. And they were being filled with their, with their, the physical needs and God was on the move right there. He wants us to experience that joy. How many believes that this morning? That God wants us to experience joy. Someone say joy with me. How many knows that there's joy in this season, but there's joy in the house of the Lord today and he's not done with us and we can give him the praise. I'm going to be willing to shift. How many is willing to shift? Amen. I don't want to lose the shifting. I'm going to keep moving in. I'm going to keep pressing in. Stand to your feet right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you, God. Thank you for your word in this Christmas season that, that we go back and we realize you're not just, uh, you were not a baby any longer, but you grew to be a man. And while you were there on the earth as a man, you did many miracles. And that lets us know that you are involved in our lives and you're still doing miracles today because you're sitting on the right hand, the Father making intercession for us and you want to move in our midst. Uh, so Lord, we're going to lift up a shout of praise. We want the joy of the Lord to fill this praise because in 
the joy of the Lord, their sicknesses begin to drop off. And the joy of the Lord, the heaviness begins to be dispelled. And the joy of the Lord, the pressure that you feel begins to be released. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And the joy of the Lord is going to bring freedom. Freedom. I said there's going to be freedom in this house. We press in. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Hallelujah. So I'm not going to give more than one invitation. But this morning, this altar area is open for anyone who wants to shift and walk out and, and, and want to. We actually took out a set of rows so you can have more room this morning for God to move. I want you to know that there's joy in the house of the Lord. He wants to move in this place. How many is ready for a shifting? Let's sing it out.
Everybody just lift up your left hand only, just your left hand. Lord, there's been times that we've lifted up our hands and we prayed and we just we just didn't feel like anything was moving. Anybody been there before? Just be honest. It wasn't your faith or just some things that's happening. But Jesus says, go ahead. Now cast it on to the right side. Raise up your right hand right now. Lord, there's a blessing coming in right now. Lord, there's a blessing coming in right now. There's joy. There's healing. Hallelujah. There's restoration in this house. There's faith being built right now. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. There's healing in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, here's, here's the thing. In that scene, the blessing was so much that they couldn't handle it by themselves. They needed somebody else. Uh, go ahead and find somebody right now. Begin to pray with them. Uh, even if you're in the, in the congregation or up here, find someone right now to begin to bless right now. Share in the blessing. Can we just sing it just one more time? There's joy. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's, There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Amen.